0: I'm going to start this episode off with a whole lot of honesty with you. I have made it clear before that Missing Pieces is my favorite thing that I do every week. I love doing this podcast. Podcasting is something that I just find so much joy in. But the first couple minutes that I sit down here to record this episode, where I do my predetermined intro that I somehow created and has become more or less a script for me, I get so nervous and inside my head when I do this intro that oftentimes I will re-record it half a dozen times, sometimes more just to get it right. And that's why I sometimes like doing live streams because there's no going back. And sometimes me knowing that I can't go back and redo something to become the perfectionist that I am, it's oftentimes better, which is why I sometimes debate whether I should just record these live that way. It's just like, it's there. You can't go back. But I get super worked up on this and then like once I get past an intro everything's good and I kind of start free flowing and, and everything's great but the first couple minutes of this is my least favorite part of everything that I do during the week which happens to be a part of my favorite thing that I do during the week which is ironic I just I can't figure it out but I feel like in me saying this and putting it out there I feel like it actually makes me feel better and this kind of breaks up that cycle where I'm like welcome back This you know like I, I don't know. Should I even do the intro? <laughs> I feel like it needs to happen though because there's a lot of people that find our channel on a regular basis, which we're gonna talk about this week, talking about 90,000 subscribers, but people find this and I like to tell them what this is about. Maybe I should just do a pre-recorded one, but I like to keep it real. I like everything to be kind of unique and let's just do it. So welcome back. What is, what is even the intro anymore? I really messed this up now. I should've just started with it. Now I need to record this six more times. Welcome to Missing Pieces. If this is your first time watching or listening, as this is available everywhere that podcasts are available, this is where I sit down and I discuss my life and Lego and anything else that was on my mind from this week. And this week, we've got a lot of stuff on our mind, and there's probably something that's on your mind that it's on my mind and everyone else's mind around the world that we're going to be talking about later in this episode. But we're going to kind of save that to the end, and we're going to get through all the, the fun stuff first. And I was thinking for this episode, now that all of my nerves are gone, and that actually went better than I, I could have asked for, other than actually forgetting what the intro was. <laughs> let's talk about some feedback on the last episode. Last week, we were kind of doing this in reverse order because I think it's fun to talk about last week's episode before we get into this one as as opposed to doing it at the very end because then you're just like, I don't remember what last week was. But last week, we talked about the fake Lego drama, Lego YouTuber drama that I was trying to have fun with and the joke went bad. And I got some really great comments on that. I was going to do like the most uh, critical comment and then the like the most favorable comment i know amazon does something like that with their reviews so you'll have like the best one and the most critical but i I picked out a couple here that i thought i'd read and i know people will enjoy it when when they get to be a part of the podcast too so let's start out with some feedback on last week's episode which i should say Before we get into that, if you are watching this YouTube, I really do appreciate you leaving a comment for us because that then becomes a part of the next episode, and I just I like hearing from you on these episodes. I don't like this just to be something where I put these episodes out and avoid, and then I don't hear back, which unfortunately, if you're watching this or listening to this, I should say, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, which is where pretty much everyone listens to these. You can't really do much there other than leave a review, which if you do want to do that, leave a rating and review. I'd really appreciate that on Apple. I didn't look at the stats this week. I should have done that. I'm curious to see if anybody actually uh, left some from last week. But if you didn't, if you didn't get a chance to do that, do it this week. I'd really appreciate it. So let's get into the YouTube comments here. Uh, Oh, which I should say, shoot, I'm doing this all out of order the podcast views are going up dramatically. Every single week, I'm looking at the data. There's like a dashboard on Anchor and it's going up and up and up and up. And it's really cool that you guys are leaving this platform of YouTube and going somewhere else to listen to these, which I highly recommend because there's not much to see here. Honestly, it's just me talking to a a microphone and a camera. But if you wanna listen to this while you're driving your car or cleaning your room, uh, doing the dishes, taking out the trash, walking your dog, all those things, you can do while listening to it as a podcast, which I think is really great and something that I want to do more of. In fact, I'm trying to convince Mrs. Brookitect trying to convince her to do a podcast with me. I don't know if there would be video on it because I don't think like Sunday morning she's going to want to get all made up and whatever, even though you guys don't care. But I want to do like a Mr. and Mrs. Brickatech podcast. So I'm going to try to convince her to do that. And I think you guys would really enjoy that. We could just talk about whatever. In fact, I think that'd be a great one to do like a QA and a type thing where we talk about whatever topics you guys are into. But uh, I'm going to work hard on that for you guys. If this video gets What did we get last, last week we had like less than 400 likes, which I felt was a little weak being that over 4,000 people watched this in the last week. This video gets 800 likes. Me and Mrs. Brickitect will do one episode within the next week, being that she's off for the next two weeks, which we're going to talk about here very soon. Anyways, let's, let's just move on here. We got all that background stuff. You're listening to this as a podcast. You left a like on the video. You know, all the, all the stuff that's, that's kind of around that. Let's get into the feedback. Starting with Elaine. Lane Schumann says, "No drama please. There's enough fake stuff online," which I thought was was probably pretty accurate. My reply to that was, "There's always room for more. I was just kind of being being a troll more or less, not in a mean way, but just kind of fun." Next feedback we had was from L of L, who said, "I don't want drama. I want the deep stuff. And L, you are the exact person that should be watching these podcasts. This is the the audience that's listening and watching this is the audience that I want to have on this channel. I want people that like this kind of stuff, talking about whatever, whether it's Lego, outside of that, my life, all that. Like, I feel like it's more of a, an adult audience, more critical thinking people. It's not the people that are commenting first, even though you'll probably see that in the comments. I don't know, there's this there's this audience that I have because I make videos with Clark that likes that wild stuff, and I like it too, but then there's this audience that listens to this, and those two pe- those two audiences sometimes are, are very different. And it's kind of nice that I can somehow find, find my way through making very, very different videos. Oftentimes creators, whether it be in the Lego space or anywhere on YouTube, you kind of get into a place where you're kind of confined to do the same thing over and over again, because that's what your audience wants and expects. I honestly feel like on this channel that I could literally do whatever I want, including Snack Snackitect, which we did an episode of that this past week, that you guys enjoy and you enjoyed that as well. So that's another thing that happened this week. Let's move on to the next feedback, who's from Pantherboy64 said, the only reason it went bad Is because we all care about you and i appreciate that and i think that was i think there's a lot of truth in that i think when people found out that i was upset or hurt because i got kicked off my other podcast i think a lot of people went on the attack because of that so i guess that's cool too that i've got a really great community here elizabeth left a really insightful comment here she says not all people want the drama any channel that starts it, I'll give them a second chance. But if it continues, I'll cancel. I'm here for the positive relaxation and enjoyment, not soap opera tension. If you do a fictional drama, please make it obvious it's fake. And so over the top and silly, it's fun, not mean. I think that's that's exactly what I would do going forward. That's the lesson that I learned in the last week. If you're gonna do WWE style drama, which people pretty much know is fake, make sure everyone knows it's fake instead of trying to do something that's like borderline that people don't understand. But S. Bearden left me a really nice comment here. He says, I've been a part time professional actor for over 25 years, and I must give you a bow. Definitely had me in the wife fold with your video about being kicked off bricks and bits. You look like you had been about to cry any moment. Great job, sir. Well, thank you. All of my ambitions have been to be a YouTuber and to be a, a podcaster, aspiring podcaster. And here, S. Bearden says that I could potentially make it as an actor, and that's that's incredible. That is incredible. So thank you for that comment. Thank you for the boost in my self-esteem, making me feel so good. Uh, But I have to finish this off with what could be the the most well-written comment that we received on Missing Pieces, episode 24. This is from Richard Patton, who says, "'Hard to believe any adult who knows you "'from your videos would be fooled by that joke video. "'It isn't on you, Greg. "'Please don't change just to coddle the unthinking "'and willfully uninformed.'" Please don't sacrifice your humor or any other aspect of who you are. Some are well prepared to be fooled, but not all of us. Some act rashly and impulsively, but not all of us. Some fall short of perceiving a wide range of humor, but not all of us. For those of for those capable of understanding what you're up to, it worked and it was hilarious. Some of us caught the clues. That means you did it right. Don't blame yourself for the shortcomings of others. More power to you. <laughs> I thought that was really well written. Also made me feel good, but also kind of, kind of insulting of of some people. But I'm gonna assume that most of the people that didn't get the joke or whatever were probably younger kids, probably between the ages of 13 and 18. Definitely not under that. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the end of the drama thing for now. I don't see myself doing that. I think there was another comment that I, I probably should have featured here that says I come here just for the the things that you and Clark are doing. I don't want any of that stuff. And I totally understand. It was just a little thing that I had been thinking about for a long time. And I got it out of my system, which is sort of what this podcast is. I have all these things running through my brain. I come down here, I turn this microphone on the camera on. And after doing my intro six or seven times, I finally am able to get it out. And then I move on to the next thing. And I, I just, I need this in my life. And I appreciate all you guys for being my free therapist. Thank you so much for that. So let's let's move on. Let's talk about this week, this last week in my life in Lego and anything else that was on my mind. First of all, we already talked about it a little bit 90,000 subscribers. 90,000 subscribers. Dude, I was talking about this on the Patreon live stream last Friday, which if you're not let's let's this is a great place for our sponsor introduction. If you want to support our sponsor, which is the Bricktech Patreon, it's a great place for you, especially if you love this content right here you are a perfect candidate to become a patron. $5 a month gets you access to exclusive photos, text posts, videos, and also a weekly live stream that we do. Every single Friday night is what I'm going to be making that. So I'd love to have you there, chat with me. We had a great time this past Friday. It's so cool to just talk until like, I'm going to say it again, kind of like adults. There was all adults there. And it's just, it's, it's a whole different conversation. And I'm not insulting any younger people to watch this. And I, I like to be, uh, A role model or a good influence on, on younger people. It makes me feel good about that. And I like to to know that people can look up to me, but to have actual conversations, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's, it's, it's fulfilling for me, I should say. So if you are, you can be a, a kid, I suppose, but if you're an adult that would love to get more Brickitect in your life. If you're one of these people that doesn't want the drama, but you want more Brickitect, come on over to our Patreon. The link's down below. $5 a month get you in. And I would love to have you as a part of our community over there. Also helps us make the videos that I make with Clark Man, like yesterday's Mail Time, for example. Completely made for kids. Won't make any revenue, but I put my heart and soul into that video. We had a lot of fun making it. 20-minute video that's essentially being made for free out there and uh, entertaining a lot of people. So that's our, that's our sponsor, but... Uh, <laughs> How do, you, how do you sponsor yourself? I guess it's good. We actually had a conversation about that though. I know this is kind of going all over the place, but welcome to Missing Pieces. Missing Pieces in my brain is is what's happening here. My patrons were telling me that I really should promote Patreon more. I typically don't do it much. The only time that I do it is at the very beginning of our videos that are made for kids. I'm like, me and Clark do our little PBS intro that, uh, that I thought would be great to do where it's, this Greg and Clark Lego vlog is made possible from Patreon pledges from viewers like you. Thank you. And it's just, it's just that there's no like harassing you. There's no like these people that sell merch where they're always like throwing it in your face and there's graphics all over the screen and all this stuff. There's none of that. I don't want to be that sleazy salesman, but you do have to sell yourself. You have to ask. People aren't just going to do things. You have to, you have to ask for the same reason that when every time you watch YouTube videos, someone tells you to smash the like button within the first 10 seconds. In fact, we talked about that already in this video. So I will guarantee you this. This video will have more likes on it than last week's video because I didn't talk about that at all. And it's it kind of sucks that you have to do that, but it's the, it's the nature of the beast, I suppose, on YouTube. So you have to ask, you have to engage people because they're not naturally gonna engage. You have to like, the most frustrating thing for me is when these YouTube people ask people for their advice or comments or whatever, And you know that they don't really care and they're not even gonna look at them like me i'm sitting here reading your comments from the last episode these people that don't even like a comment or reply to it yet they're trying to engage you and be like i'm curious to see what you think about that no you're not don't lie you're just trying to get comments on your video i actually like comments on my videos which is why i hate made for good stuff but that's okay (laughs) we hit 90,000 subscribers this week is that what we're talking about yeah it was great it was unbelievable that we're this close to a hundred thousand. Like that to me, I, I always pictured myself as the underdog, as the outside of Lego community, but it's becoming apparent to me that I'm not. In fact, I'm one of the key players, it seems. And it's, it's, it's remarkable because I'm not a Lego nerd. Like a lot of the people you watch, I didn't do Lego for half of my life, more than half of my life. I got back into it. I did something different which is sharing who I am and my experience and making it very personal, adding my son to the mix where we do it together and found so much fulfillment through that. And now there's other people that are watching and, and, and finding the same. And to know that ninety thousand people feel strong enough to click a button on YouTube that says, I want more of this in my life is just, it's really cool. And every time we hit one of these milestones, it just reminds me of of how awesome this is. So as such, I'm doing uh, another contest, which I love to do with these things. And I'm giving away the DCCMFs that Jim gave us, most of them, I need three out of the collection to complete my collection. And he said it was cool to, to pay it forward with the rest. So that's exactly what I'm gonna do. And I'm doing a Joker mock contest. So the idea is that someone's gonna build a Joker mock Actually, a lot of people build on Joker Mock because I, I see all the submissions coming in. I'm actually going to start watching them this afternoon and this evening. And then tomorrow I'm going to pick a winner or try to pick a winner because oftentimes they're, they're so good that I have to do like a pool where I'm like, I don't know. These five are just incredible. Pick pick for me. Help me pick. And then I'm going to give those away to that person. And it's it's what I love most about the contest isn't isn't the, the products that come out of it, which is cool. I like hearing the people's voices and sometimes seeing the people that are making these things. To know that this is a person that exists out in the real world, that watches our videos, that felt strongly enough to make this video. And it it's awesome, especially when it's its kids, 13 years old or older, of course, to see them maybe make their first YouTube video and not knowing that maybe this could be the first of many. Maybe this person will be hitting a 90,000 subscriber milestone someday in the future. and. You never know what what could come of this just trying to encourage people to be creative is why i do the mock contest i'm not a mock builder myself I, as, as much as i'd like to be but i like seeing people be creative and seeing the cool stuff that they come up with and i i think it's a really fun thing to do and i love engaging with with the audience so that's my favorite thing about hitting subscriber milestones outside of that it's just a number like more important to me than 90,000 people is to see how many people watch a, a video that i put out on a random tuesday i like seeing how many comments i get and what the comments say i like seeing i like seeing that i don't really care that i have a gazillion subscribers if only six people watch your video that's those six people are your audience and my my core audience are the ones that i that i care about So that happened this week and uh, tomorrow, if you're watching this day comes out, you'll know who won or at least have an idea of of who the top candidates are who won the 90,000 Brickatech subscriber contest to build your own Joker mock. And you still have some time. So if you haven't started yet and you're listening to this on Sunday afternoon, you better get building. If you're quarantined, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit, unfortunately, you got lots of time to build. Let's take a drink break here. And now we'll talk about the thing that I got asked about most this week. Lego Super Mario apparently a thing. I was doing a live stream early this week, I think, and all these comments are coming through like, hey, Greg, what do you think of Lego Super Mario, Lego Mario? I'm like, is this really a thing? Because if it is, I'm going to lose my mind. And if you're messing with me, I'm going to be very upset. And apparently it was a real thing. So the news videos started coming out. I decided not to make any anything on it because the first day was just like a little tweet that, that lego sent out kind of showing the the chess piece of this mario and if you haven't watched the news videos on these i would recommend watching them because they're going to do much better jobs explaining what this is because i think you need visuals for this but i didn't want to comment on it because we didn't know what it was and then later this week we found out what it was and my response to it was these aren't the droids that i was looking for when i wanted lego nintendo or nintendo lego or whatever where both these companies come together and they're like do you wanna make a lot of money? Do you wanna make a lot of money? Yes, we both do. Let's shake on it and let's make a lot of money. This wasn't necessarily what I wanted. If you guys, what I let me explain what I wanted then I'll explain what this is. What I wanted from Lego Nintendo was exactly that. I wanted Nintendo character minifigs I wanted various levels from Mario. I wouldn't even mind like a Super Smash Brothers thing. Like you could do so much. You could do little vignettes from all the different uh, games that have come out. Like you could do a Donkey Kong vignette, which is like just a little backdrop with like all the Donkey Kong stuff in there. You could do that with, with Zelda. You could do it with Mario, of course. How about some Mario Kart stuff where you have little vehicles you could build? Kids would love that. You got Bowser. You could do a big buildable va- Bowser. You could go nuts with this. There'd be so much that you could possibly do. And what we got, was apparently some type of game. It's not completely clear yet what this is, but Mario's about this tall, it seems, and he has a, if you're listening to this, he's probably like four inches tall, five inches tall, maybe. He's got a LCD screen on his his chest, and also his eyes change, and these levels are set up almost like a Super Mario World level where it kind of... splays out over a a table and you can move your Mario guy around and he makes various noises and different things happen when he interacts with different blocks. So they're making this more of an interactive game than they are a true building experience, but you can still build with it. That being said, even though it's not exactly what I want, it's still something that I am very much interested in because one, it's Lego and two, it's Mario, two things that I absolutely love in this world. And I'm going to get in on it. There is some speculation and rumors as, as that there may be some Lego Mario and Nintendo minifigs, which would be fantastic. That would completely make up for anything because the world of Nintendo is very much like the world of Minecraft, where you could use some very basic pieces to make whatever you want. You just need those molds for the minifigs. So they make the Donkey Kong. They make, you know, name your favorite. Let's let's get some Waluigi in there. I don't know. that That'd be a stretch, but I would love to see it. I hope this is the beginning of a really amazing partnership between these two companies. I hope it sells like hotcakes, which it's going to. If you think if you think that the Disney LEGO crossovers do well, you haven't seen anything until you've seen the Nintendo LEGO crossovers. I remember I never collected them, but if you guys know what Amiibos are, is out there Amiibos? It's been so long. The little figurines that that Nintendo made that go on the little bases or whatever. Again, I never collected them, but I know they were were hotcakes. Like people were standing outside Toys R Us to buy these things. I don't know if it's going to be that dramatic with this Lego stuff, but I think you're going to have a lot of the Nintendo hardcores that have no interest in Lego. They're going to be buying these and they're going to be in short supply, I believe, just like toilet paper and ramen noodles. But we're going to talk about that a little bit later. I'm excited for Lego Nintendo. I think it's, it's going to be absolutely be something that I'm interested in. I'm excited to see where it goes. I hope it's successful. The game itself or whatever it is, where you're dancing Mario around on there and he's hitting blocks and making noises and stuff. I don't give two rips about that. I'm just happy that this partnership has come into being. And I hope there's a lot more to come in the future with it. And I think there's a lot of potential. I, and I'm not, I'm not upset that they took this route because I, I think that Lego is trying to do different things. I think they have a feeling and they probably know better than all of us that sitting down in a building with blocks or bricks isn't nearly as exciting as playing Fortnite or whatever. Insert most popular on game, online game here, uh, battle royale game or whatever. So they're trying to do something different. And, and I think even younger kids are demanding some type of technology, which is what the hidden side stuff is and what this Mario thing is going to be. And it makes sense with, with doing something with Nintendo to actually make it a part of a game. And I'm surprised they didn't just integrate the, the, almost like... Um, shoot, I'm forgetting what it's called now. The Lego Dimensions. I'm surprised they didn't even just go all in on that, where they do some type of actual video game with these Lego things. But that'd be more of a Nintendo... Lego thing than a Lego Nintendo thing, if that makes sense. So I'm excited to see where this goes. I will be buying the sets, of course. Clark's gonna love that. I'd like to see him do some Sega stuff too. If they could get that license, I'd like to see him do some Sonic stuff. It'd be, it'd be like my childhood, all in one thing. Like Nintendo was such a big part of my childhood. Lego at the same time was part of my childhood. It's weird that. 30 years later, these things are coming together, but it's also very cool. So I hope you're excited about that too. I'm curious to see what you guys think about this. I know there's probably gonna be some backlash on it. Like this isn't this isn't the droids we're looking for, but just be happy that it's that's becoming a thing and, and hope that, hope that it, there's something more that comes of it. So that's my thoughts on LEGO Super Mario. The next topic though, is one that I don't really want to talk about, but it's kind of become like, a, it's become the new C word, unfortunately. I shouldn't have probably said that. <laughs> I was talking about COPPA, by the way, the coronavirus. Let's just talk about it. This is something that's been obviously happening for a while. I'm not your news source in this, so please don't take anything I say, out with the exception of just being my opinion. I wasn't too concerned about the coronavirus, to be honest. I knew that it was affecting like the elderly and people with compromised immune systems, and I thought, you know what? Even if this sweeps across the country, even if I get it, I'm 99% maybe even higher than 99% chance that nothing bad's going to happen you may have like some sickness or flu but then i started seeing wednesday it's kind of when my opinion changed like wednesday night when i saw the nba shut their season down because one of the players had the coronavirus and then you start hearing about how it's all all these other people are getting that are american citizens then you i watched this interview with this guy that talked about how he got it and was quarantined himself he quarantined himself and he had like pneumonia with it and his lungs felt like plastic bags basically and they couldn't get enough air and I was like dude this is kind of serious I still though wasn't super concerned about the virus as I was about the supply lines because as more people keep getting this and people stop going to work and like it starts spreading faster and faster the only thing that seemed logical to me was that everyone is going to get this unless you kind of stayed home and stayed away from everything so as such I decided on Thursday I was going to do a run to Walmart and get some supplies not toilet paper and hand sanitizer like everyone else. In fact, when I went to Walmart, the toilet paper aisle was completely gone. I have a vlog of it. I think it's gonna be called Greg and Clark prepare for the apocalypse. The entire toilet paper aisle wiped out. For, for whatever reason, apparently there's a run on toilet paper because people are afraid that when they go go to the bathroom, like the, the worst thing that could happen during this apocalypse that's about to happen or whatever, isn't that they're going to run out of food or water or electricity and starve to death. It's that when they go to take a crap, they're not going to have toilet paper or hand sanitizer, which is which is ridiculous. So that was gone, but I did get like paper towels and other things that we just naturally needed because it, I was going to do a supply run anyway. I bought a bunch of non-perishable foods, which I have in the storage room back here. So if if during the apocalypse, if you, if you run out, you can come here and attack us and <laughs> go in there. I'm not a prepper, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm not a doomsday prepper, but this is one of those situations where we don't fully know what's gonna come of this, and it wouldn't hurt to have some food on hand. You know, like say, for example, Mrs. Brickitect is in her school, and I think every school in Pennsylvania is shut down for the next two weeks. It wouldn't hurt to have two weeks of food on hand, maybe more, right? Like I watched a video from Les Stroud, Survivor Man, one of the original OG vloggers on Discovery Channel loved his show. He like he's like Bear Grylls, only he goes out into the woods and survives without a camera crew. He does it all himself. He films himself, does it all, and then he gets picked up in 7 days and shows you how to survive. He did a thing where he showed how to survive for 3 months with, you know, f- food food that he bought from the store or whatever and showed how he organizes it and what he bought and all that. And I thought that was fascinating. And it really got me thinking. Again, I'm not a doomsday prepper, but it got me thinking how much we rely on this system for everything. Like you don't think much about going to the gas station down the road and filling up with gas or going to the grocery store and buying anything you want. You'd get in donuts and you'd stop at McDonald's or whatever. What do you do when there's no one working there? Obviously, they're going to try to keep those things open. Or what do you do when they're open, but there's the virus is pretty much everywhere? And obviously, this isn't a super deadly thing, but what would you do if it was? What if instead of killing like 1% or 3% or whatever, what if it's killing 40%? Would you want to risk going out for these things in order to to get food? And you might have to, I guess, if you run out. But I bought, you know, I didn't go crazy. I filled up a cart with like canned stuff. I only bought things and this was Les's advice too. And I watched this after I went out, but his advice was only to buy things you would eat anyway. Don't buy like 500 pounds of rice if you hate rice because you're not going to like that. But I guess in a survival situation, you may need it. And I'm realizing this is really coming off as like a doomsday thing, but it's certainly not. It's just kind of like where my mind state is at. And it kind of got me thinking like, maybe I should become more self-sufficient, self-reliant. Maybe maybe have that water in storage, which we, I did buy water. I did buy rice, by the way. I bought oatmeal. I bought peanut butter. I bought canned soup. I bought, oh, the other thing that you couldn't buy at Walmart. Toilet paper's gone, hand sanitizer gone, rubbing alcohol gone, stuff like that. Ramen noodles. That's what you're going to survive on, ramen noodles. Like all the big the crates of those, gone, all gone. So there's somebody sitting at home right now, and you might be listening to this podcast. You've got 700 rolls of toilet paper. You've got 60 gallons of hand sanitizer. And you've got enough ramen noodles to eat for the next 17 years. Enjoy that survival life. That's going to be really awesome. At least all those, I'm not going to go there. I was going to say something about the ramen noodles and then even toilet paper, but you can use your imagination on that. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's this, it's how the public, it's this, this herd mentality, like these things are running out, so I better go get them. And then neighbor guy's like, oh, you're going, I better go get them. And then it creates this false demand for something that's completely unnecessary. Why weren't people buying cans of beans? Why weren't people buying tuna fish? Like... That, to me, would make more sense than buying 17,000 rolls of toilet paper, right? There goes a chicken. Welcome to the studio. (laughs) It's always fun to be sitting here looking at your chicken. That's a nice thing, too. I guess if this apocalypse really does go down, as long as my chickens stay alive, I got some eggs to eat. Speaking of that, I did buy a bunch of pickled... Or I bought a bunch of beets. I bought vinegar, sugar, and beets because I can eat pickled eggs for... For days and days and days. We're getting enough eggs that we can do that. But it's crazy to think about this, and I do wonder what's going to come of this like two weeks from now when the schools are the the quarantine from the schools is over i have a feeling that it's going to be worse in two weeks than it is now so then what do you do another two weeks and then just keep waiting for it to get better and then what happens like to all that all that time you lost i guess the the students are going to have to make it up but i'm worried about mrs Bricktech having to make it up as a teacher and then that cutting into our summer vacation which i know is selfish but it's like those three months over the summer is what I live for. I love when Mrs. Architect is home because that's when we go, we go to the beach, we go visit family, we do all these fun things that we I wait all year to do. Because when she's at work, it's just me and Clark, man. i I've con- I've tried to convince her that she should quit her job and we should just go all on YouTube. But thank God we didn't do that with this last year with the with the other C word. So we're just gonna start calling these episodes the C word. But that's that's coronavirus. At least my thoughts on it. It's I don't think you have to worry about dying or whatever, but I do think you need to worry about supply chains and start at least thinking about that. Think about having a little bit of food on hand. And I, I've actually been watching, I found this really interesting channel, uh, where the guy was talking about this I think it's called Viking preparedness. Someone recommended it. And one of the things I was reading is like, I'll check this guy out. He's very, it's almost like what I'm doing right now. We're just talking to the camera and he's very well-spoken much better than I am. So if you actually, you actually want to watch somebody that can speak properly and, uh, and be compelling that guy's pretty cool but he's he's these preppers are kind of like on the the lines of i told you so and all these people you think were crazy before like i watched this video of this dude's pantry that had like years and years worth of food might have looked crazy maybe six months ago now he's like hey i'm good i don't need to leave my house so yeah i think that's the big thing just stay inside don't go out in public places i worry about even at walmart like I'm like clark don't touch anything and i know like there hasn't been like too many cases or any cases in our area but like don't touch anything and then i think about the cashier that's there so that cashier say it gets in at eight o'clock in the morning and i'm just gonna be spreading fear and stuff right now so tune out on this the cashier comes at eight o'clock in the morning first customer that they deal with has coronavirus spreads it to her the rest of the day she's just interacting with people over and over and over again all these people are coming through they're all interacting she doesn't show any signs or symptoms. Next day she comes in, does the same thing. Next day she comes in. And then I, from what I saw in a, I think it was a Joe Rogan interview, this can go for about four days undetected before you have any symptoms. Think about how many hundreds of people that one cashier at Walmart could come in contact with in that amount of time. I mean, you're talking to spread it to everybody. And then all those people where they go and they go to their job and they go here and they go out to eat. And that's, I mean, my biggest concern about this again isn't that people are are dying or getting sick because I think that'll pass. It's how is the economy going to be impacted by this? Like we didn't go out. We sometimes order out on Friday nights, and this past Friday I was like, nah, nah, we're not going to do that. We did HelloFresh instead, which is food we already had on hand. So I'm like, I don't want somebody with that's sick making my food, and then I, I eat that and we get sick. I don't want to. I don't want to get my son sick. So there's somebody that didn't go out to eat. I imagine restaurants are kind of maybe not as many people going out. I don't know with certainty. I know they've canceled seasons of, of different sports leagues, like we're talking about the NBA. I think the NHL, MLB, XFL, they've all canceled. Um, March Madness got canceled, which is really sad for those kids because like, you've worked your whole life uh, to become really good at basketball, and then you are you are on the cusp of winning a championship and having that experience for the rest of your life and it gets shut down because of this. Huge bummer. But there's hotels, restaurants, flights, Like, it, this is going to put us into a recession, which hurts for me. I mean, my wife's income is pretty secure because she's working at a school. But then I think about my YouTube income is based off of advertising. And when there is a recession, the first thing that advertisers pull away from is advertising. So we'll see how that goes. Might have to rely on Patreon even more. But then you got Patreon and maybe somebody is struggling themselves or they get laid off or whatever. Then the Patreon goes down and it's like, it's kind of scary. It's a little scary. I don't know why I'm more worried about the economic side of this than I am like actually getting sick because I feel like many people are on the other end of it. But I don't know. I guess we'll see how this plays out. Maybe I'll do like a weekly coronavirus update here on the podcast, kind of talking about it. I was hesitant to talk about it today because. I don't want to speak out of ignorance and all of my opinions and things that I say right now in a couple weeks could be completely wrong, but it doesn't hurt to share your thoughts on it. And I'm curious to see what you guys think as well. And I'm not saying that just because I'm trying to drive up engagement like these other fakers. I actually am curious what you want to, what you have to say. And I'm, I'm going to share it next week. So if you guys want to leave some feedback on this episode, you can leave a feedback on Lego Super Mario. We'll do two segments next week. We'll start the episode off with Lego Super Mario. What do you think about it? Good, bad, indifferent. You love it. You hate it. Let's talk about the C word. See what you guys think about that. Do you think it's uh, it's overblown? Do you think it's uh, fake news? Do you think it's real? Do you think we need to be worried? Do you think I should uh, go stab somebody in the throat to get some toilet paper? Maybe, but uh, I'll wait to hear back from you guys on that. Again, if you wanna support this podcast, you can join us on Patreon. If you are 30 minutes deep into this podcast right now and you enjoy this content, Patreon is gonna be a fantastic place for you to be for the live streams. And I'm excited to see you over there. So on that, I want to thank you guys all for watching this episode of Missing Pieces, whatever it turned into. Very little Lego, lots of other, but that's what it is. My life in Lego and anything else that's on my mind. So thank you guys for watching. And remember, we'll find you in the next Missing Pieces episode.